0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to Straight of Clawing 2.0, with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turner. And I won't lie, I'm feeling absolutely miserable right now. I have been a bit ill since the start of the week, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better at the moment. It has actually progressively got worse, which is quite annoying. Uh, Monday was somewhat okay, but from Tuesday onwards, I have just felt like absolute dog poo. And I am up early on Thursday recording this to make sure that I had an episode up because I've still yet to miss a Friday episode and I don't want to lose that streak. But uh, the original plan was to get Alex on here, but because he won't be back till late because of his new job and because I know what the way I'm feeling, the first place I'll be going to this evening is bed. I didn't want to risk that getting in the way of this week's episode essentially so to anyone who listens to this every week you're welcome to all one of you no but to be fair there is a few of you and i do appreciate it but yeah if i sound a little bit under the weather well at least now you know why i've just been i've just not been feeling great but uh thankfully this is nothing to do with the past week i've had in terms of What I've been able to achieve and accomplish. And originally there was actually supposed to be an episode up on Monday. I was going to do a bank holiday episode talking about uh, last week's escapades at Rebel County Wrestling. But I just never got around to it. Uh, Despite Sunday normally being my day where I do sweet fuck all. uh, Last Sunday was lovely because I spent it with my two uh, younger siblings and it was... Absolutely fantastic. We got a lovely takeaway. We watched some wrestling and uh, it wasn't the only wrestling show they got to see that weekend. And let's just let's get into that because last week was a really, really cool moment for me personally. As everyone knows, I've been a professional wrestling fan my whole life and I've been refereeing now for two and a half years. Uh, pretty much, or two, yeah, yeah, pretty much is two and a half years. September twenty twenty was my first show. So hard to believe that we're into the the third year of of doing it. Uh, uh, obviously, there was that time where I uh, took a little bit of a break when I was in college doing the acting course. But uh, obviously, I made my triumphant return last year. Uh, yeah, was that last year? Of course, it was last year, Dylan. It's very early twenty twenty three. I apologize. I'm not feeling well. As my laptop decides to go off, I uh, will be a bit scattered in my thinking today. But I've been refereeing for two and a half years and, you know, I went to my first ever live show as a fan 18 years ago. My mother brought me with my cousin Adam to the RDS in Dublin to see WWE Smackdown. And 18 years later, my mother is getting to see me perform on a wrestling show as a professional wrestling referee, along with my two younger siblings, who have become huge wrestling fans in the last couple of years, and they got to see their first ever live show with their brother refereeing it. Like, how cool is that? It's something that uh, still hasn't quite sunk in, and just when I thought that day couldn't get even more crazy and insane, for lack of a better term, and a very appropriate word as well, actually, to be honest, when you think about it, I got to referee a match for the ICW Heavyweight Championship. And even just saying that, that I got to referee a match for the insane Championship Wrestling Heavyweight title is absolutely insane. You guys probably won't realise this, but as a teenager, ICW was my favourite independent promotion. It was long before I was going to OTT shows, it was... Before I was well, I I would have I would have been watching Progress at that stage, but I I would have been more of an ICW guy than a Progress guy. And I remember watching. I think it was Fear and Loathing that show they did in the Hydro in 2016. And I remember Finn Balor, who was a WWE contracted wrestler, going up against Drew Galloway at the time, who was an Impact and TNA signed wrestler. And it was the first time that a WWE wrestler and a TNA wrestler went head to head or came face to face in the same ring. Um, on a show and I remember that blowing my mind when I was 18 years old watching that um pay-per-view and if you had told me that you know six and a bit years later I'm going to be refereeing a match for that promotion's world title a promotion that has seen the likes of Kurt Angle Rey Mysterio Rob Van Dam you know Fergal Devitt slash Prince Devitt now known as Finn Balor Drew Galloway like so many great and legendary wrestlers have wrestled for that promotion My favourite promotion as a teenager slash young adult. And I've gotten a chance now. I've had the chance now to referee a match for their world title. I'll never forget when Leighton Buzzard, the current champion, handed me the title. And I remember just looking at it for pretty much just a brief second. And just being like, wow. Like, 18-year-old Dylan would not have been able to comprehend this and nearly 25-year-old Dylan is barely able to comprehend this. And I'm not even going to lie, lads. I'm actually getting kind of emotional now talking about it because I've been, like, this. This these last few years have just been unbelievable. They really have been Um, when it comes to what I've been able to do in professional wrestling. Like, I never would have thought being a pro wrestling referee was something I ever would have done. I, I would have thought there would have been other areas of wrestling that I would have probably leaned more towards, even if it wasn't physically, you know, performing in the ring, I would have thought commentary, or being a manager, and there are still things I'd like to try one day, uh, even being a promoter, but the fact that, like, I've, you know, I have been in the ring for every single Rebel County Wrestling match, so far, in its existence. I've refereed every match, whether it's at the the Matt and I show, the main show, for, for the two shows, I have been in there, every single, time. And, the fact that there's been so much trust put in me for that means an awful lot to me. And now that I can say that my, my family got to experience it, you know, my, my mother and my two siblings, and, and hopefully more family members will get to experience it as well, I, I just, I, I can't believe it. And just that the refereeing match for the ICW title, that was just, um, it wasn't even the cherry on top of the cake, it was the second cherry on top of the cake. It was a, it was a pretty lovely uh, figurative cake, I must say. Um, I, I'm just, I'm I'm unbelievably grateful for it, and, um, yeah, like, genuinely, I, I like, as I'm talking, I'm tearing up, I'm not, I'm, go- I'm gonna hold it together, I am gonna hold it together, this is probably one of the few times where I didn't cry after a wrestling show that I'd been on, oh my god, um, to be fair, this is probably the first time I didn't drink after a wrestling show as well, which was, uh, you know, good in a way, but it was, um, it was just unbelievable insane, insane is the appropriate word I think, I don't know what the title of this episode is just yet, at the time of recording but I feel like the word insane has to be, has to be in there because uh, wow, it's been it has been an insane few days um, and there's so much coming up like I, obviously I had my acting lessons again on Monday um, did, did a bit of jiu-jitsu on Tuesday I had a very interesting call today uh, sorry, yesterday I had a very interesting call yesterday with some people who I have been friends with now for a little while. And uh, there could be something very cool coming up in the works in regards to uh, a little project, which I uh, can't talk about an awful lot now, but hopefully I'll be able to talk about a little bit more uh, in the future. So that's something to kind of uh, to watch this space with uh, in, in regards to that. But it's just, it's great to be able to say that life is, is really good right now. It, it really is. And touch wood, it will stay that way. Uh, got a lot. To look forward to coming up. Obviously I'm going to see Bellator MMA on the 25th of February. I will be 25 years old three days after that. And then I will be going to Manchester. I'll be going over to see United play West Ham. And I'll be staying over there for a couple of days which is great. Uh, Just a couple of weeks after that I've got UFC 286 over in London. Uh, which I will be live in attendance for. And I have a WWE show, which will be in June, which is also something very exciting to look forward to. It's a little bit away, but uh, that will be my sibling's first ever WWE um, live experience, which is pretty cool too. And the fact that it's SmackDown in the summer is kind of weird because that was my first ever live WWE show was in July 2005. And Garrison Sean's will be in June 2023. Wow. It's just, it's crazy how life can work out like that. It really is. Um, you know, it's it, it it's just mental. Absolutely mental. I think, um, you know, you, you never want to say that you've made it because I feel like then you can get complacent and I feel like you can, you know, take the foot off the, the gas, as they say. But the, the the past few days, it was definitely things I was able to check off the list. Like... That was my first time refereeing a world title match. And the fact that it was the ICW title. You know, I, I never actually got to referee a match for the Phoenix uh, heavyweight title. I haven't refereed the RCW heavyweight title because it doesn't exist yet. And, yeah, the fact that the ICW title was the first one that I got to referee for. Like, that's that's insane. That's absolutely insane. And again, like, there's the, there's that appropriate word again. Insane insane. I I think I've made it clear how, how I feel about <laughs> what happened last Saturday. But thank you to everyone who <clears throat> excuse me, thank you to everyone who did go to the show whether it was the family show or whether it was the uh, the adult show uh, later that night. A great turnout again. It's great to see people supporting Cork wrestling and supporting RCW because we've got a great crew, we've got great talent, we've got a great we've got a great vibe going really with some great matches. Um everyone's really working hard to make it a success. And, you know, Phoenix was fantastic. I think everybody associated with Phoenix Wrestling will tell you how great it was. But RCW just has a bit more of a... I don't know, it just has a bit of more of kind of that... I feel like everyone just feels a bit more connected. I don't know what it is. And, and I hope I'm not, like, speaking out of turn here when I say this, but Phoenix always kind of felt like multiple different universes colliding. You know what I mean? It felt like you had the Phoenix crew and you had the... I don't want to say the outsiders, but you had the imports, whereas with RCW, everyone feels a part of the family, for lack of a better term. Like, obviously, you've got the guys that come down from Fight Factory, the guys who come down from Titanic, but because those three scenes are so uh, heavily intertwined at the moment, everyone just feels a part of it. Uh, not to say that we'd be against, as we said, we'd lay and buzzard over from from the UK, which is really really cool. Um, uh, one of the most um hot and up and coming talents in the wrestling world. Uh, we've also had, you know, obviously Phoenix. You know, the last show we had, Scotty Too which was really really cool. Uh, the fact that you know that I got to referee on a show that Scotty Too Hoty was on was amazing. And you know, like I did say, that was one of my goals. Was I would love to referee a match with someone who has previously been in WWE. That that is something I would really really. I I hope it gets to happen someday, whether it's an RCW. I'd love to go up and referee for Fight Factory if that was a possibility. Same with Titanic. Like, there's so much that I want to do, and hopefully we can uh, Hopefully we can have that happen. Um, but it's nice. I think it's probably the best I've felt after a wrestling show that I was on for a while. Um, I, f- I felt good after the first RCW show, but I just remember being exhausted. Because uh, I remember going into that show, I wasn't entirely sure if I was going to be reffing the whole show or... Was there going to be a shared spot? But it ended up being, you know, the the whole show, which was... I just think I was so drained after it. I'd had a bit of a... I'd had a bit of a long week before that, and I think that just really, really just... really just got the best out of me. But uh, I think this one I was a bit more mentally prepared, because I was like, okay, I feel like I probably will be reffing uh, the whole show. And it was crazy just how fast it went. It, it really did. Like, the whole show, it was like blink and you miss it. Because, like, the first RCW show... Uh, it, it felt quite long, but not because it was bad, but just for that reason, I was just like, I just think there was so much going on, and because it was the first show, like, there was just a lot to it, whereas with this one, it was, I was just a bit more in the zone, and uh, I don't think I was as intimidated coming into this one, and uh, it was really, really cool, so hopefully that will be available on demand for anyone who wasn't there, um, to check out on YouTube, on RCW's YouTube channel, so go over and check that out whenever it is available, and, also, if you are around on Good Friday and are looking for something different for that night, why not head over to the Kino and see RCW's third show, which for some reason I cannot remember the name of off the top of my head. I'm very sick at the moment. Please leave me alone. Um, but whatever. I'm going to get up the name for it because I feel like I'm being very unprofessional. But whatever the name of it is, you should be going to it. Uh, obviously, it's great that we can have an old pint on Good Friday now. So it means that people can experience it a wee bit more. Uh, ...or experience things like that a wee bit more than they would have been able to do before. RCW wrestling. Why the hell is it not coming up? Why the hell? Here we go. RCW wrestling. Or RC wrestling, I should say. So the next show on Good Friday, which is the 7th of April, in the Kino... ...is that... That's just what Jesus said, sir. So yeah. If you have not been to an RCW show or a Cork wrestling show before... I would highly recommend checking out the next one because it will be a hell of a lot of fun. In other news, we've had... God, it's been a a weird kind of time in the news lately. I feel like a bit of a sad time in the news lately with the two kind of main stories coming out being quite uh, devastating. We have the Nicola uh, Bully. Was that her name? Nicola Bully, oh my god, like, I just, I had the story in my head before we started the show, and I feel like a fucking asshole now, that I can't fucking remember. Nicola, yeah, Nicola Bully, who is obviously the woman who went missing over in the UK, went and took her dog for a walk, and um, the dog and her form were found by um, a little river, and she hasn't been seen since, which is mental. And, you know, you see some of the interviews of the family members, and it's just heartbreaking. And you know one person who I feel so fucking sorry for, right? It's her partner, who is, as far as I know, the father of both their children. I'm, You know, I, d- I don't think it's a case of he came into the relationship when she already had the kids. As far as I know, they're his kids as well. You know, this is, what, six days after she's gone missing, and he's doing this interview, and he looks shook, the man. He looks, like, really, really shook. And he's doing the interview, and he's saying that, like... You know, the woman has just completely vanished and it's just like, it's, you can't even like guess or hazard a guess as to what might have happened. And then you get all those fucking Facebook detectives. I'm not on Facebook, but you know, I I, I see some of the comments and I, I, hear, I hear things from people. You see all the, the social media detectives, amateur detectives saying, uh, he's not showing any emotion, he definitely did it. Like, can you not realize that this man has had his partner go missing completely out of the blue? Where well, there's absolutely no trace of her. He's got two young kids at home who are wondering where their mother is, and now he's gotta do this live interview on not just national television, but worldwide television. And he's gotta try and compose himself in case his two young girls see that. You know what I mean? And like like very few of us have ever been in that situation, thank God. Like you don't know how you would react. You know? Like this idea that oh like he's definitely involved in it. Like, if you're that confident of it and you're that good at solving cases, why aren't you in the fucking police force? You know, it's just such a. Sh- I I honestly I hate seeing it. And listen, people are entitled to their opinion and whatnot, but I just think it's they were comparing it to some other interview where it was it was when the two young girls went missing back in the early two thousands and they ended up interviewing the guy who ended up who actually ended up killing them. And they were saying, oh, it's a similar interview. And then you watched... I, I went and watched that interview. It's not anywhere near the similarity. Like, you can tell watching that, the, that guy's interview who killed those two young girls. He's putting on an act. He doesn't look one bit shook. He's like, oh, yeah, Jesus, it's a shame. Like, it's... He doesn't look... He, he looks like he was only doing the interview out of, the out of like, you know, I'm doing this interview to make myself look innocent. Whereas, the you know, Nicola Bully's partner, like, he genuinely looked shook. Just And he just looked flabbergasted as to, like, he just didn't know what to say. And it was the same. I think they interviewed her parents and her sister, and, and they were the same. Like, you know, you can tell, like, they're shook, but they're trying to keep it together. Her father did get quite emotional in the interview, which was very sad to see. But, um, yeah, just, you know, like, another man who had to go through that was Andrew McGinley. And, you know, that's something that I'm, I don't want to go too in-depth with. But, like, I remember he said after, you know, his, his three young kids were sadly taken by their mother... That, you know, he... he I can't remember whether he did an interview or was there just something posted about it on Facebook. And he said he saw a comment saying, a mother would never do that to her kids. It must have been the father. Like, what a fucking horrible comment. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, you know, a mother or a father shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know, I wouldn't think of either one of them, you know, doing anything to their children, taking their lives. But, like, you know, to say that a mother would never do it, but a father would, like... Shut up, like. Shut the fuck up. And it's just like, like, I I don't use Facebook anymore, but Facebook seems to be where these things happen quite a lot. TikTok as well. I I see a lot of comments like that on TikTok. Like, people wonder why, why I had my comments limited on TikTok, why I still have them limited. It's because it just, like, sometimes it can get quite overwhelming and people say, like, oh, you need to develop a thick skin and all that. It's not that I don't have a thick skin, it's just that you get sick of just dealing with stupid people or you get sick of dealing with people who just don't have a life. Like, I always wonder with these people, like, you know, if someone asks me, like, what I do for a living, or someone asks me what I do for fun or for hobbies, like, I can always say, like, you know, I referee pro wrestling shows, I train in jiu-jitsu, I do acting lessons, you know, um, I, I, I do a podcast, you know, I've got so many cool, interesting things I can say that I do. But with these people, it's like, what do you do for fun? Oh, I leave hateful comments on Facebook and TikTok. And that's how I get validation out of my life. Like... Come on lads. Come on, like, you know, could you not use your time doing something... ...useful? I'm not saying I've never gotten into an argument online, of course I have, and... ...you know, when I was younger I definitely would have been a bit more like... ...you know... ...boisterous, I suppose. Boisterous? Is that the word? I don't know. I can't think of English right now. I was definitely a lot more... ...not that I would leave nasty comments, but I was definitely a lot more vocal. Like, now I can just look at something and scroll past it. But, like, back in the day I would have been a bit more vocal and it would have led to a lot of arguments. But then you get to a certain age and you realise this shit ain't worth it anymore. This shit just ain't worth it. So that's something uh, that's going on in the world. It's very, very sad and, you know, hopefully they can find some trace of of what's happened. At, at the very least, just to have clarity for the family of her whereabouts and, you know, at least then they don't have to wonder anymore. I think that's the worst thing is wondering, you know, if, if you know... If the worst-case scenario has happened, I think it's just best the family don't no have that clarity. So, obviously, best wishes to them. And hopefully we can, you know, get some sort of update in, in, in the coming days. Um, the sooner the better. Hopefully by the time this goes up, there might be a new update. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Obviously, Michael Bisping was talking about this recently. And this was very sad that his son, Callum, um, uh, one of his friends, went out for a swim um, in California... And I think was that the tide came in and just swept his friend away. And uh, hasn't been seen since. They, they went out searching for him. They had to call the search off. I think he was in his early 20s, so not much younger than me. Oh, God, it's just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Just to think, like, you know... The water can be a dangerous thing. The water can be a fucking dangerous thing. And then, obviously, we have everything going on over in Turkey and Syria... That whole situation with the earthquake, I mean, the death tally there just... It's just... Uh, it just seems to be rising and rising and rising, just constantly. Um, I mean, there's that heartbreaking picture of the father holding his dead daughter's hand. Like, that's... Oh, God. Like, I mean, I would adv- I would advise people not look it up, because it is heartbreaking. But um, it is there if people want to see it. But, oh, God, I just... I, I don't know. I think with things like this, though, and I'm sorry if it's, like, brought down the mood of this episode, but I think with things like this, it does make you realize that sometimes you do need to take a step back and go, look, we all have shit going on in our lives and we all have things that we want to get better at and we want to improve and, you know, it is okay to not feel okay, but I think it's always best to realize that, you know, there is always someone out there who's doing a bit a bit bad, a bit more bad than you're doing. You know, you're not always feeling you know, the worst out of everyone in the world. You know, there are people out there who might be going through more serious things. And it's not to say that, like, you know, I'm not going to be like Andrew Tate and go, no, you should never feel bad. Like, of course, you know, if you feel down, you feel down. But, you know, I had someone tell me recently that um, they've just started seeing a counsellor quite regularly. And it's kind of, you know, it is nice to hear that when people are kind of being a bit more open about that and that people are... Are are getting help for their problems more. Like I always, I've spoke about on here loads of times. You know, BetterHelp that app that you know is sponsoring so many podcasts or YouTube channels uh, these days. Like, as annoying as the ads might be, like that app did wonders for me when I first went onto it and I started counselling back in twenty twenty one. Like, so many of the things that have happened since then, the good things, are because of that that counselling that I that I got from from that app. You know what I mean? Um, so. It is great to hear that people are becoming a bit more open to it. And I think, because there's a lot of people who I would have known who would have had this mentality of, oh, no, I I don't need that. I I can deal with it myself. Like, it's fine. And it's, I don't know, was it like a pride thing? Like, I'm not going to say toxic masculinity, because I think that's a term that gets thrown around way too much. And uh, I think it's very, very unfair. But I think it's just a pride thing with some people. They just don't want to admit that they need help. And I, I think, to be fair, like, you can say a lot of things about CM Punk, but he did say one thing that was very true, that asking for help... Is one of the toughest things you can do, but it's also one of the bravest things you can do. So, yeah, for anyone who needs that out there, you know, that's uh, that's something that uh, you should always keep in mind. That it's it's time to, you know, when it's time to get help, just, just go out and ask for it, you know. Nobody's going to judge you, and if someone did, well, that's their issue, not yours. Not yours. In other news, what else is going on in the world of Joseph Dylan Terrell? I think, I think I've think i kind of covered everything, but I don't want this episode to be too short. Listen, quality over quantity, I know, but, you know, I, I I feel like last week's episode... How long was last week's episode? Let's check that. That's a great way to fill time, Dylan. Let's just check something on my phone. Last week's episode, I don't believe, was that long either. Um, I, sometimes I forget what the last episode even was. But I, of course, my busiest time featuring Sami Zayn, dot, 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 kind of. What a... Clickbaity title, even though technically I did chat to Sami Zayn on it, so that was quite true. Yeah, it was thirty five minutes and thirty five seconds, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like I don't know how long are we in here? Twenty four minutes and forty seconds, pretty much. Yeah, like I, I guess that you know, it's just nice that things are. Yeah, I, I, I've, I'm coming off a great weekend last weekend, and uh, you know, it's it's just nice to have so much to to look forward to. It, it really, really is. Um, you know, not, not just like in terms of like things I'll be going to see in person but like even this weekend we've got UFC 284 uh, Islam Mahashev versus Alexander Volkanovsky now Dana White has been getting a lot of shit for forgetting Islam's name but you know what there are so many fucking Dagestani fighters on the roster at the moment I get them mixed up like some, I, the amount of times I've gotten Islam Mahashev and Hasma, Hamzat Shemayev mixed up It's crazy. And sometimes I do find it hard to hold in my head which one is which. But it's pound for pound number one against pound for pound number two. Islam Ahashev versus Alexander Volkanovski. Alexander Volkanovski was involved in my favorite fight that I've ever seen live, which was against Brian Ortega at UFC 266, I think it was, back in uh, 2021. They obviously were on The Ultimate Fighter that season. It led to that title fight, which was absolutely insane. Volkanovski ended up winning by unanimous decision but uh, obviously he had that moment i think in the 3rd or 4th round where ortega got him in the he got him in the uh in the choke and it looked like volkanovsky was i mean he said himself like it was cinched in deep like oh shit i'm about to lose this title deep so that'll tell you like what was going on there but um yeah that was um that was that uh, so i'm looking yeah, i am looking forward to that it is going to be interesting because you know when you got a dagestani wrestler like islam and then you think about that moment or Volkanovski faced Brian Ortega, who's, you know, not as skilled in the grappling sense as Mahashev is. It does make you wonder. But then again, that fight was, you know, a year and a half ago. So it is, it is something that, you know, you need to take into account. Like Volkanovski's obviously had a few fights since then, has done really well. I he you know He's improved since then. It, it's a very exciting fight. It's a very exciting matchup. And UFC have a lot of exciting things coming up. You know, speaking of the Ultimate Fighter, Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. And I said that someone said recently Connor's not going to fight this year. Ah, uh, he won't fight this year at all. And I was there like, he one hundred percent will. Connor McGregor is one hundred percent fighting this year, and what a fight! Like, and he could have taken a lot of easier fights. You know, he could have taken the Tony Ferguson fight, and I love Tony Ferguson, but you know, the man has lost what five of his last. I mean, what what streak? Again, I am going to fill time. Tony Ferguson has lost like five or six fights in a row now. Tony Ferguson. Has lost his last one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, his last five fights. Now to some very good talent: Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush, Michael Chandler, and Nate Diaz. Obviously, that Michael Chandler knockout was insane—that front kick. But at the, you know, I, I, he he's lost to a lot of great talent. But at the same time, like that, that would be. I just feel like that fight... I think think Connor would wipe the floor with with Tony. Um, I I just don't think it would... I don't think it would have been fair to Tony. And I do think it would have been a bit of a squash match for Connor. Obviously, it's a term we like to use in the wrestling world. A squash match. Um, Not that I'm calling Tony Ferguson a jobber. But I just feel like that's what it would have been. Whereas Michael Chandler... You know, it, it kind of makes sense. Obviously, they've both just come off losses to Dustin Poirier. Connor has lost two to Dustin Poirier, and Chandler has obviously lost his last fight to Poirier, which was a hell of a fight. Uh, so, you know, but the, you know, Dustin Poirier obviously is, is a quality fighter as well. So there is that element to it. But Michael Chandler is, I mean, he's never been in a boring fight. Like, that's the one thing I love about Michael Chandler. And for someone who's known for his wrestling, he's not a bad striker. And Connor obviously has that great you know, one punch power we've seen many, many times. We haven't seen it now for a while. I think Cowboy would have been the last fight we saw it in. But I do think that uh I do think that it will be um interesting to see if he can do it in this fight. I think it's pretty cool and I think the fact that, you know, it's it's um starting with the Ultimate Fighter, which is obviously something that uh, you know, it was very important in, in the history of the UFC and, and the UFC's popularity and has given us so many stars, you know, so many stars have come from the Ultimate Fighter over the years. Know, Michael Bisping, my favorite UFC fighter of all time. He's one of them, and he obviously coached two seasons of it. Um, you know, so many have come out of that series. Um, so it is quite cool, and it will boost the ratings for that. So that's quite exciting. WrestleMania is around the corner as well. Obviously, we're just off the back of the Royal Rumble. And it's so funny to me that, you know, people were trying to compare Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn's situation to the Daniel Bryan-Batista situation back in 2014. Night and day, my friends. Night and day. Like, Cody Rhodes gets a lot of shit, and people say the only interesting thing about him, or the only thing he's playing off recently is that his dad is Dusty Rhodes. Well, one, that's not the only thing he's playing off of. It's the main thing he's playing off of. But to go with that, you know, two, the second point, it makes sense why he would do that. You know, the Rhodes family is a family that is obviously... It's a royal family, as Cody Rhodes theme song says, a royal wrestling family. But it never quite reached the top of the mountain in WWE. And that's where the story comes from. Cody Rhodes will be the first Rhodes to main event of WrestleMania. Obviously, Dusty Rhodes is very important in the history of Starrcade. He obviously had performed at WrestleMania. But he never won the big one at WrestleMania. He never main evented WrestleMania. You know, like, the Rhodes have had most of their success outside WWE. In the NWA, in WCW, in AEW... And now, Cody will be the first guy, if he does win at Wrestlemania, to reach the top of the mountain with the Rhodes name in WWE. He's brilliant at promos, he has great psychology in the ring. Like, Cody did something that a lot of people criticised wrestlers who were in WWE who'd never been in the indies before. He went and did something all the fans wanted those people to do. He went onto the indies, built a fucking revolution, became the highest earning independent star in the business to the point where he got so popular that he sold out an independent show with no promotion attached to it as in no no wrestling promotion attached to it with all all in obviously people you know claim it was, obviously there was a lot of help from Ring of Honor but it was a promotionless show technically because they brought in people from all different promotions which you know that's so, that show sold out in less than like half an hour in a fairly big arena in Chicago This led to the creation of his own promotion, All Elite Wrestling, which obviously had the backing of Tony Khan and the help of the elite. But Cody was instrumental in the creation of AEW. And he has, you know, done stuff behind the scenes there. He built up his reputation there even more. He had some amazing matches. Didn't make himself the champion. Actually lost a stipulation... Um, or uh, you know, lost the match with the stipulation being if he lost the match, he couldn't compete for the AEW World Title, which I didn't agree with. I thought that was something that you know he probably shouldn't have done because I think it kind of backed him into a corner a little bit. But it showed the selflessness of Cody, and I'm sure if he'd stayed there, maybe down the line they would have you know um, addressed that. You know, his last ever match there was a ladder match where he took a hell of a bump from a cutter off the top of a ladder, and he came back to WWE wrestled a fucking Hell in a Cell match with a torn fucking peck. Excuse me. Just gave a very disgusting burp there. And he's back. He's won the Royal Rumble. And he's probably going to be the man to dethrone Roman Reigns. Obviously, what's happened with Sami Zayn with the bloodline has just been a thing of absolute cinema. Like, the best wrestling storyline we have seen in such a long time with with the bloodline and, and the honorary Sami Zayn. You know, the way that ended with the... Um, with Sami Zayn being the honorary use at the Royal Rumble and and you know, the, the way that they were able to do that with you know the whole Kevin Owens thing was absolutely brilliant. I mean, the fact that, you know, it made you forget that we all wanted the rock to be there just goes to show how well it was done. And I think it makes sense to have that match between Roman and Sammy in Montreal. Where, you know, Roman will probably win, but I think it'll be a fun match where it can take you on a journey. I think Logically, then Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens become a tag team and wrestle the Usos at WrestleMania, or maybe, you know, um, Jay Uso, or I always get Jimmy and Jay mixed up, you know, the Uso that didn't walk out on Roman Reigns, I believe that was Jimmy, and Sola Sokoa at WrestleMania for the tag team titles, and I think everyone's happy then, but we'll see, we'll see, like, there are so many possibilities from what might happen. You know what I mean? I think it's quite intriguing. And I think Cody Rhodes said it perfectly himself, you know, that as great as and cool as it would be to see The Rock at WrestleMania, like, the talent we have at the moment, full-time talent, going into WrestleMania with the stories they have told is, is a lot more interesting than bringing in a load of part-timers. Like, I'm sure Austin will have something to do at WrestleMania, it looks like. You know, I hope he doesn't wrestle. I, I think that was... I think that, you know, it was fine for him to have that match last year and kind of leave it at that, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um... You know, Logan Paul, I know, will probably wrestle against Seth Rollins. But I'm okay with that because Logan can fucking go. And other than that, I'm not really too sure what Seth would do going into WrestleMania. So that would be quite exciting. Hopefully we get something along the lines of, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. I think that could be quite exciting. Like, WrestleMania this year, it's going to be quite fucking good. You know, it will be interesting to see how they balance out the two nights. And and how they fill the card the two nights. Will Roman Reigns wrestle on both nights? Now I feel like he won't. I have a feeling now that he will probably only wrestle maybe the second night, and maybe they have the one of the women's matches, uh, main event night one, or you know one of the other featured uh, matches as well. Uh, we'll see, but I think that uh, I I think it's going to be very exciting, and hopefully, if Cody does dethrone Roman Reigns like we all think he will, he's teased it a little bit. Hopefully, we get a brand new looking WWE title. Now, I don't hate the modern WWE title as much as everyone else does, but it is a bit plain. And the Universal title is just the WWE title except it's blue. And it used to be red when it was on Raw. Like, we need a fresh-looking design, not just a big logo. And hopefully that's something that might come out of WrestleMania and might, uh, might be something that, um, you know, would just be a bit of a throwback. Just to have a title that's not just a big logo. Because I controversially, I like the spinner belt. I currently, I recently bought the replica of the uh, original Undisputed title to to the point where people questioned why I bought it. Like, I had the toy version of that belt. A belt that so many legends have held. Brock Lesnar, John Cena, The Rock, Triple H, Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, JBL. So many great men held that title. And it was the title that I grew up with. You know, that was the earliest WWE title that I really remember, to be honest. And now the fact that I have an exact rep- replica of it is fucking epic. It's fucking heavy as fuck, though. But um, I, I would love a title kind of similar to that. I think that would be quite cool. Um, But controversially, as I said, I quite like the Spinner title. Maybe it's just because, you know, I was quite young when it was introduced and I was just used to it after a while. But uh, I actually quite liked it. I quite liked it. But we'll see. Hopefully that can happen. And lads, I think that's killed enough time. We've gone slightly over what we did last week, which is good, because I feel like now this episode wasn't too short. I had to get up bright and early to do do this to make sure that I was able to schedule it for tomorrow or today at the time that you're listening to this or the, you know, the time or the the date it's been released. I'm so tired. I'm really sick. I need to go lie down for a bit because I've got work in... in an hour and a half. So that'll be fun when I'm this tired. But it'll all be good. It'll all be good. It'll be fine. Um, But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I I do know what wrestling promo I'm going to play this time. It's uh, quite fitting with the fact that I got to referee a match for the ICW title last week. It will be a promo from ICW. A very cool moment in ICW, uh, which blew my mind when it happened. And until next time, have a good one. Talk to you all later.
1: You know, I get to walk out here and hold up a WWE title. And you get to stand in here, and you get to say that you're friends with the WWE, and that's pretty cool. Yes, WWE and I C W set an up a triple. Well, I'm not your only friend. What? That's right. I almost forgot. I've got lots of friends at the WWE. Triple H, get on out here! Triple H is an ICW! I honestly never thought I would see this in my life! Former World Heavyweight Champion! The one and only Triple H is in the middle of an ICW ring! It is right there! He said one day it Well, Dallas, standing next to Triple H, can you feel this, ladies and gentlemen? This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! awesome. So, like he said, it's good to have friends, right? Absolutely little bit busy right now just took a second to stop by here we're just down the road but I had to stop by want to bring the champ with us but I just wanted to take a second to come here tonight to thank all of you because the truth is this is where our business starts every single night in a place like this with guys like this and a group like ICW to even hear see him no, say those words, I see listen no, to this. The Welsh are known for being no, in great vice, and they certainly no, are tonight. That's where it goes. ICW, Progress, places like that. That's where you see this stuff grow. It's where you see it start. It's where you see it boil up. Feel free. NXT, 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 I, I think we've heard of it. NXT, 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 NXT. Bring a little bit of sanity. And nice I appreciate it. you guys supporting it. Whether, you, uh, whether you're, you're here going nuts for this. And look, I heard a couple of you booing in the beginning. Yeah. I heard a couple of you looking for an ass whipping. But the, but the truth is, this is where it starts. And we're all no different. We all love this business. I'm no different than every one of you. I started out just a fan, just loving this thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, man. And and I'm just like this guy here, just like that guy there, and not really like him, but... (laughs) Uh, At all, yeah.
0: Not even slightly.
1: But thank you guys. Thank you for supporting this. Thank you for being here for ICW. Continue to support this, because it's gonna continue to grow. The UK, England, guys like Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, we're gonna light the world on fire. The UK, all of this, Europe, it's going to continue to flourish. We're going to make it bigger than it's ever been before. And this business, we're going to take to new heights. People think the WWE is the biggest. You ain't seen nothing yet. Thank you guys very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what an endorsement by the CEO of Ladies WWE. and gentlemen, one last time, give it up for Triple H. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed a word of it. As well as a visit from the WWE UK Championship holder, Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, Triple H in an ICW ring.